For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Sollins. Cayman's interim chief medical officer says vaccination against COVID-19 remains our best tool to protect our residents from severe disease and death. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego reports. In a COVID-19 vaccination policy statement Friday, Interim Chief Medical Officer Dr. Ottilia Newton says the best available real-world data on the protective effects of vaccines show extremely clear benefits for standardized vaccination regimes, including boosters, and that these protective effects are applicable to multiple variants of the virus. She says to date, none of these studies from which these data are derived allow for modification of vaccination regimes based on the results of antibody tests carried out at individual level. Allowing the results of antibody testing to prescribe the need for vaccination, including booster for any given individual, would go against best practice and evidence. Here in Cayman, Dr. Newton says government is determined to follow recommendations based on best practice and evidence. As such, it is believed that the best and most effective way to protect the health of all residents is through vaccination, including the booster, regardless of immunity status, as may be described by any existing antibody testing at the individual level. Therefore, Dr. Newton strongly encourages Caymanians and residents to take up the offer of vaccination, including the booster, through the booster and children ages 5 to 11 vaccination campaigns currently being run across our islands. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. All United Nations sanctions against Russia were put into immediate effect and with the force of law in the Cayman Islands recently. CIGTV's Donna Bush reports. Financial sanctions enforced in the Cayman Islands are therefore essentially the same as those imposed in the UK, with modifications made to ensure that the Cayman Islands can effectively put them in place. Current sanctions against Russia in relation to the Ukraine, the process in which the UK Foreign and Commonwealth Office extends UK regulations made under the sanctions and Anti-Money Laundering Act of 2018 to the overseas territories with modifications again through overseas orders in council. The sanctions regime, regime is encouraged... Uh, is to encourage Russia, rather, to cease actions which destabilize Ukraine, including actions undermining or threatening the territorial integrity, sovereignty, and independence of the Ukraine. The Cayman Islands Monetary Authority has also published sanctions notices on its website and has notified its stakeholders as a key point in their notices. Both the Financial Reporting Authority and the Monetary Authority informed their stakeholders of actions they must take to ensure the sanctions are effectively implemented. Now, for clarity, sanctions are prohibitions and restrictions that help maintain or restore global peace and security. CIGTV's Donna Bush. New protected area orders, a stamp series, and a fee waiver for certain tourism businesses are discussed at Cabinet's February 22nd meeting. According to a summary of the minutes, Cayman's leaders approved the issuance of a coastal works permit for a prospect near the Sound, which is currently zoned as low-density residential. Cabinet approved protected area orders for Sand Cay, Western, and Central Mangrove Wetland in Grand Cayman, along with a revised order for Tarpon Lake and a 
new order for the East Interior in Little Cayman. The group also approved the issuance of drafting instructions for the waiver of fees for a tourist vessel license for the wildlife interaction zone. The Wellesley Howell commemorative stamp issue was given the green light by Cabinet as a part of the 2022 stamp program, and they also approved the lease of a boardroom in Georgetown Financial Center for workforce opportunities and residency Cayman. There were several notary public appointments approved during this meeting as well. The Office of Education Standards continues to make the rounds after postponing full school inspections last year due to COVID. On February 9th, they made a one-day thematic visit to Calvary Baptist Christian Academy to see how they have fared in the pandemic. More from Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller. During the visit, the OES found no significant concerns. The inspector noted several things, though. The governors and senior leadership team are committed to creating a safe environment for the school community. Leadership utilizes a new online version of the curriculum that allows for the monitoring of student online attendance. The system is also able to show how much of the online lessons have been attended, including how much of the supporting resources are used by students. However, a number of middle leaders remarked that despite the system, students were just not showing up online when isolating and that attendance support from parents was needed. Leadership created a clear system of entry and exit from the school with students wearing masks and having their temperature checked. School leaders also set up procedures for dealing with COVID-19 cases and had prepared LFT quantity packages with parental instructions to ease the management of incidents. Students are now taking responsibility for their own safety by cleaning their desks after use and clearing up after lunch. Staff well-being was less formal, although devotion is offered for staff twice a week where issues and concerns are discussed. A school improvement plan was presented to inspectors. However, it lacked, quote, the specific targets and expectations expectations that would support correct identification and measures of improvement. Middle leaders in English, math, and science reported periodic learning loss linked to isolation and remote learning, suggesting they were in a constant state of catching up. The school has moved parents' meetings and evenings to online on the team system, and that's more, quote, practical given the pandemic constraints. Staff are supportive of the direction of the school and welcome the arrival of newer laptops. However, they expressed a need for additional class technology and hybrid training to maximize online learning potential. The principal says additional continuous professional development is planned. Going forward, there are some COVID strategies the school intends to keep, including incorporating a mental health week, midday cleaning routine, individualized student supplies, and online meetings with parents. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. To see all the thematic letters written by inspectors so far this round, visit oes.gov.ky. It is scary that there's so many people being diagnosed with breast cancer. You're invited to Seven Mile Beach tomorrow as the Cayman Breast Cancer Foundation hosts its annual Light Up the Night Beach Walk to help spread awareness. Speaking on Radio Cayman's Business Buzz, BCF's Janet Fitzgerald says things will be a little bit different this year as the organization is set to replace light up balloons with a more eco-friendly option. This year, we I think it's going to look fabulous. They're like battens with pink flashing lights inside, uh, which on the face of it are you know obviously more material than the balloons, but the key is they will last up to four or five years, maybe longer. So we've done the walk, battens walking down the beach with the pink shirts on, and then they'll be collected at the end, and then they can be reused. There is still time to sign up for tomorrow's event, which starts at 7 p.m. on Seven Mile Beach. Well, you can register obviously any time now, either at our centre in Grand Harbour, which is literally next door to the Papa John Pizza place. It's number 19. Or online, you can, first time ever, you can sign up and pay online on the brand new website. That website is breastcancerfoundation.ky. It's a centenarian milestone with a royal recognition. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin reports.
Better known to many as Ms. Vi, Mrs. Mary Viola Brown enjoyed not one, but two celebrations for her milestone birthday on February 25th. The Georgetown resident, originally from Watering Place, Cayman Brack, marked her 100th trip around the sun with a three-hour drive-by outside her home on her special day. Family, friends, and other well-wishers dropped by to congratulate her while taking in the live music by her relatives, the musicians Paula and Berman Scott. The mother of five was further celebrated with a birthday party, receiving a message from the Queen. Applied for by her loving family, the message now takes pride of place in the centenarian's home. The framed and assigned birthday greetings from Her Majesty were delivered by His Excellency, the Governor Martin Roper, at Georgetown Yacht Club on that weekend. Festivities included a special cake, food, decorations, a surprise guest appearance by Aunt Suki and Zikel, who had a skit in her honor, and music from the Swanky Kitchen Band. Premier the Honorable Wayne Panton attended, as did Ms. Vi's grandniece, Minister for Education, District Administration and Lands, the Honorable Juliana O'Connor Connolly, who gave the closing prayer. Surrounded by friends and family members, including many of her 13 grandchildren and 15 great-grandchildren, the former seamstress was in her element, according to granddaughter Raquel Parsons. Married to her husband, the late Lester Brown, for 58 years, Ms. Vi took to being the center of attention in her stride, with a hug and a word from everyone. When not celebrating landmark birthdays, the centenarian likes to sing along to her Christian music channels, listen to the radio, and watch Hallmark movies. Although a little arthritic, she also enjoys popping bubble wrap. When asked to what she attributes to her longevity, Ms. Vi says to eat sparingly, don't drink and smoke, work hard, and serve God. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. And that was your evening news. For Radio Cayman, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins.